0: All over the world, including here in Australia, protesting is something that's not too out of the ordinary. Like maybe you've done it yourself, whether it's supporting a school strike for climate rally or marching down the streets to support the Black Lives Matter movement. In China, it's not normal. And for a lot of young people in China, they've never publicly protested until now. Huge demonstrations are sweeping across China's mainland. Incredible scenes. And we haven't seen demonstrations like this in decades. What started as demands to end COVID lockdowns and restrictions has in some places grown into a core for total political upheaval. Ellie Grounds has more.
1: For most of us here in Australia, COVID lockdowns are a grim but pretty distant memory. But long after we abandoned any sort of COVID zero policy, China is still going for it. And after three years of the virus and all the rules it's brought with it, Chinese residents have had enough. They've dealt with hectic restrictions.
0: 25 million residents in China's largest city have been cooped up in their apartments for more than two months. Housing committee staff sealed doors, forced people into mass quarantine centres, separated families and even slaughtered pets.
1: Last week, at least 10 people died in an apartment building fire in Urumqi in Xinjiang province. And videos on social media appear to show water from fire trucks not reaching the flames. They're too far away because they allegedly weren't allowed into the compound due to COVID rules. And that appears to be the straw that has broken the camel's back. Over the weekend, protesters started rallying across China. Hundreds in some places, a few thousand in others. From Urumqi in the far west to Guangzhou in the south the capital Beijing in the north and the bustling metropolis of Shanghai on the east
0: coast. People in Xinjiang taking to the streets demanding their freedom, clashing with security forces, but also even here in Beijing, for example, residents are seeing uh, tearing down metal barriers or fences set up by, set up by local officials to uh, seal them off in their residences.
1: And they're not just calling for an end to lockdowns and mass PCR testing. There have been chants like, we don't want lies, we want dignity calls for an end to censorship in movies and the news. One woman in Beijing passionately remembered Dr Li Wenliang, a doctor in Wuhan who tried to raise the alarm when the virus first started circulating, but was told to stop making false comments and was investigated for spreading rumours. A few weeks later, he died of COVID.
0: In the final weeks of his life, he became a household name and took on many roles, a victim of censorship, a patient, and to many, a hero.
1: But it's not just about COVID. Some protesters are even calling for President oh, Xi Jinping no! to resign. Xi Jinping! No! Xi Jinping!
0: They were shouting uh, down with Xi Jinping, um, down with the party. I mean, that's really unheard of.
1: At these protests, there are no signs with funny slogans or memes criticising the government. Instead, people are holding up blank pieces of paper. Why? because the bits of paper are as much a symbol as it's also a tactic to avoid arrest or running foul of the country's censorship laws. These are the biggest coordinated protests calling for reform in China in more than 30 years. The last time this kind of thing happened was in 1989, when students led demonstrations in Tiananmen Square in Beijing. That ended with between hundreds and several thousand people being killed by the military.
0: There was confusion and despair among those who could hardly credit that their own army was firing wildly at them. Many were bystanders, perhaps naive about the savagery
1: of the situation. The main street where the Shanghai protests have taken place is Lu, also known as Yurumchi Road, the same name as the town where that deadly fire happened last week. And it's there that authorities have since attempted some real-life censorship, dismantling the signs with the street's name and taking them away.
0: Hack on Triple J. Ellie Grounds with that story. Let's find out a bit more about what's going on in China and how this could play out. With us is Vicky Shu, a journalist and senior fellow with the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. Hey, Vicky, thanks so much for joining us on Hack. I wanted to ask, how significant is what we're seeing in China at the moment?
2: Very, very significant. We haven't had anything like this in 30 years. Last time Chinese people mass protested like this was 30 years ago during the Tiananmen Square student protest. So, yeah, this is definitely something that's very male and shocking.
0: So those comparisons that we're seeing to what happened at Tiananmen Square all those years ago are fair, in your opinion?
2: They're extremely fair. And, uh, you know, from my conversations with people who are still in China, those, com- those comparisons are being made within China, and they're very common right now. So, yeah, totally fair.
0: How dangerous is it to protest in China? Like, what kind of consequences do you face as somebody who's protesting on the streets?
2: So in the past, when protests, you know, like protests this week um, are really, really big, um, bigger than, you know, we've ever seen. So not everyone who's protested has been arrested, but protests have begun, but um, arrests have begun to happen. And I think it's reasonable to expect that, um, lots of people will be arrested, punished, put into jail um, from these protests. But we haven't really seen the consequences part yet. I think uh, we're still seeing more protests happening. Um, I, I Yes. Yeah. Uh, how the Communist Party would deal with this would play out in the next few
0: days or weeks. Right. I was going to ask that. What kind of response we can expect from authorities if the protests continue? Do you think that there is going to be a big, um, you know, crackdown that we will see? Or will we even know about it? Because does that information get out of China?
2: We will see information getting out of China, you know, just as we're, just like how we're seeing all of those protest footage Um, You know, videos coming out of China. And that's because people are actively trying to share, especially, you know, on these relatively free platforms like Twitter, Um, because Chinese people, protesters, they want the world to see. They want the world to hear. So we would hear about it. And I think we would hear about a lot more arrests which which is a little,
0: yeah. What kind of impact are the COVID policies in China having on people there at the moment? To give us a, a bit of an idea, because, you know, the government there has this COVID zero policy. The rest of the world has moved on from that, saying it's never going to happen. Why is China sticking with it, and what kind of impact is it having on people?
2: I think the reason why China has stuck with the COVID zero policy Well, there are lots of reasons, you know, low vaccination rates, um, you know, not enough hospital beds, and just, you know, political leaders being stubborn. Um, And because Xi Jinping had said from the beginning that we are going to have a COVID-0 policy, so for a very, very long time, nobody dared to contradict him. And during that very, very long period of COVID-0 policy, we had, um, you know, these people in hazmat suits going into people's houses, uh, apartments killing pets. We've had a fire in Wunsi and people, because of COVID zero policy, people weren't able to leave the building. Um, And we've had so many deaths and so many tragedies and so many suicides because of this ridiculous policy that doesn't make sense. So people on the ground are very, very angry. You know, everybody knows in China, if you can yell, if you yell a slogan that says, you know, down with the Communist Party, down with Xi Jinping, you are going to have co- serious consequences, possibly many years in jail. But people are doing that anyway. All across China, across the best universities, people are putting their future, putting their life, putting their freedoms on the line to, to protest, to make their voices heard. I think it's just yeah, the most inspiring thing ever.
0: You're listening to Hack. I'm Dave Marchese. I'm speaking with Vicky Shu from the Australian Strategic Policy Institute about what we're seeing in China at the moment, these massive protests that are sweeping the country. We've got some messages coming through the text line. Somebody says nothing will change in China. The government is too powerful. Another person says they should have started protesting earlier. Everyone deserves freedom no matter what. Vicky, this does seem to be about a lot more than COVID now, as we've been hearing. Do you think that this very big and public backlash was always coming, that they've been a lot of things that have led up to this?
2: I could not have predicted it. And I was speaking to frontline um, protesters and they said, you know, a week ago they wouldn't dream of going on the streets and openly protesting and being surrounded by so many like-minded people. Um, So we, you know, we we always have known that anger has been building up. We know that people are becoming more and more frustrated and there is a big shift in attitudes towards the Communist Party. For example, two years ago, if you told any average Chinese person that there are concentration camps in Xinjiang, um, happen, you know, atrocities happen to Uyghurs, they wouldn't even believe you. But after COVID-0, I've had lots of people reaching out to me and saying, we, ac- we can actually believe now that Xinjiang has concentration camps, because this is happening to everyone else as well. Um, so given that attitude shift, and given everything, I, I think, you know, it makes sense that this is happening, but I couldn't see it coming. I don't think many people really saw this coming.
0: How damaging are these protests to the government? Because like when we speak of protests in other countries around the world and big uprisings, we always ask, oh, is there a chance that the government could be overthrown or the leader could go? Should Xi Jinping be worried?
2: Look, I can't get into Xi Jinping's head. I certainly hope he is worried and he should be, You know, so many Chinese people coming out to openly protest, um, again, at, you know, such, facing such grave danger, it really says so much about how incompetent the leader, um, the Communist Party leader is. Um, But unfortunately, I think during his time in office, Xi Jinping has managed to consolidate his power within the party, and he has managed to seize um, control over the army. Um, and China has this massive um, security apparatus that spends so much taxpayer money, and the Communist Party has had a habit of spending, splurging on security-related things, You know, for example, putting people in jail. Uh, they don't really care um, if that's going to get local governments into debt. So if there is a will at the top of the party, these protests will be quashed and the protesters will be sent to prison that that's, I think that's the thing that's more likely to happen than, you know, communist party just, uh, collapsing from here on. But, um, there are also theories that say maybe these protests are happening because there is a certain level of tolerance within the party coming Mm. from reformist factions. Um, I, I don't like to entertain those, those ideas too much um, because there's, absolutely
0: no evidence. It's yeah. interesting stuff. We're going to have to leave it there. Journalist and senior fellow with the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, Vicky Shu. thanks so much for coming on Hack on Triple J.